Employee benefits are one of the most important aspects of a person's employment and are often a factor in the decision to join or stay with an organization. OHSU will hold its annual open enrollment beginning October 21st, when employees have the chance to choose a benefits package that best meets their needs. It's Tuesday, October 15th, and this is OHSU Week. I'm Patrick Holmes. And I'm Lisa Carter. Lisa, let's catch everyone up on some of the recent news stories. Last week, we announced the next All-OHSU Town Hall, which will take place Wednesday, October 16th at noon in the Student Center Gymnasium, so a new venue for the Town Hall. That's right. This week, Dr. Jacobs and other leaders will be unveiling the OHSU 2025 Strategic Plan. There's been a lot of work and a lot of member involvement leading up to this point, so we encourage everyone to try and attend or view the event via the live stream. So, Patrick, I'm hoping to attend. Um, where exactly is the Student Center Gymnasium? Well, it's kind of down in the bottom of the canyon in between Dornbecker and the Hatfield Research Center. We realize that a lot of people actually, maybe if they know where the building is, probably don't know the best way to get there. So we actually created a video that is a little guide of how to get there from other parts of campus. So check that out on OHSU Now. Oh, okay. That will be very helpful. Okay, Patrick, I'm going to take you back to your elementary school days for a moment. Uh, What did you learn to do if you feel the ground shaking beneath you? Drop, cover, and hold on. Excellent job. Gold star for Patrick. So this week, OHSUians have a chance to practice drop, cover, and hold on, along with people around the state. Uh, The Great Oregon Shakeout is an earthquake drill that will take place at 1017 on 1017. So that's Thursday, October 17th at 1017 in the morning. That definitely does take you back to elementary school. (laughs) And OHSU members can join in wherever they are on that day and time. You can go to OHSU Now for more information and to register. So anything else? Last week, we also posted about the new health plan option employees will have for 2020, the OHSU EPO. Oh, and that's one of the topics covered in our main interview today, correct? Yeah, I sat down with Andrea Cahoe. Andrea is the supervisor of the HR Service Center, which includes employee records as well as employee benefits. And she and I talked about that new health plan as well as other changes coming up for next year's benefits. And here's that interview. Andrea, welcome to OHSU Week. And thank you for talking with me today. Thank you for having me here, Lisa. So open enrollment begins next week, October 21st. And there are a number of changes to next year's benefits, uh, probably more than we can cover in this interview. So to start, uh, where can employees go to get full details on next year's benefits if they want more information after listening to this interview? Absolutely. So if you're on O2, all you have to do is search open enrollment in the search box up at the top of the screen. And the first search result that you get will be the annual open enrollment page. Before we get into some of the specific changes for next year, let's talk about what goes into the decisions about benefits. It does seem that our employee benefits are constantly evolving. So how are changes to employee benefits decided and what factors go into those decisions? So the Employee Benefits Council reviews our self-insured and benefit cost increases every year. That committee is comprised of representatives from ONA, AFSCME, faculty, and the unclassified administrative employees. 
They have the dual responsibility of representing the needs of their groups while also ensuring that the cost of the plan is maintained. They are very mindful about the impact that significant cost increases and benefit decreases have on our employees and their families. This group is responsible for some tough decisions. Yeah, so that's definitely a balancing act. Well, let's talk about some of the uh, big changes that are coming up in 2020, starting with medical coverage, there is a new health plan option, the OHSU EPO. Tell us about that. Yes, the EPO plan is our brand new offering available January 1st, 2020. It stands for Exclusive Provider Organization. So this plan's premiums are 10% cheaper than those of the OHSU PPO, and the design of the benefits within this plan are also 10% cheaper than those of the OHSU PPO. Now, can you explain that a little more? When you say the design of the benefits plan is 10% cheaper, do you mean in terms of the coverage? Exactly. The design of the benefits are reduced by 10% compared to the OHSU PPO. Okay. Um, As the name would imply, the tier one in-network providers are exclusively those at OHSU and its partners. So OHSU, Tuolity, and Adventist are the tier one in-network providers. This plan is also exclusive in some benefits. So there is no coverage for chiropractic, acupuncture, massage, fertility, or bariatric services. So it's a more exclusive plan in the network design and in the benefits. Okay, and when you say tier one providers, explain a little more uh, what that means. So each of our plans comprises of of at most three tiers. Tier one is the most cost effective tier. Um, So that offers the cheapest plan um, costs that you're gonna end up paying for services. Tier two offers a broader expansion of the network, but the costs associated with that tier are slightly increased compared to tier one. Okay. And then tier three is the out-of-network coverage. With the EPO, there is no out-of-network coverage. Employees on the EPO plan will be responsible for 100% of the cost should they choose to see an outside of the network provider. Okay, so it sounds like if I'm looking at that plan, I need to be sure that providers I see would be in either tier one or tier two. Absolutely. Okay, and how can I determine if the providers I currently see or want to see are, are still going to be covered under either tier one or tier two in the EPO? You'll need to go to www.modahealth.com okay. and you'll click on find care right on the home page. The next page, you'll just follow the screen to where it says search as a guest, and then you'll be able to select the OHSU EPO network, at which case a whole bunch of providers will show up based on the information that you enter, either zip code or city or specialty that you select. So it sounds like the EPO would be could be a good choice for me as long as the providers I see are already mostly at OHSU or Tuolity or Adventist Health. Correct. And if I know I'm probably not going to be using some of those services you mentioned or needing those services you mentioned, that would not be covered. Exactly. We understand this plan isn't for everyone. It's just another choice that we're offering to the broad collection of our plans to give employees more options um, at, at, at a different price range. Great. Any other changes to medical plans? We do have a change to the regional medical home plan. 
we're in the process of sunsetting this plan. So for 2020, there are gonna be no new enrollments into the Regional Medical Home Plan. If you are currently enrolled in the Regional Medical Home Plan, you're going to be allowed to stay there for 2020. But then choose a new plan for 2021 and beyond, is that? Exactly, so in 2021, the option of the Regional Medical Home Plan will no longer be there. Okay, and what are the reasons for uh, deciding to discontinue that plan? The Regional Medical Home Plan is an expensive plan both to the employee and OHSU. It's also a plan where population, the population of people enrolled is also dwindling every single year. Mm-hmm. So we're getting fewer and fewer enrollees, and we just think that now is a good time to um, start sunsetting it. And I would imagine as fewer employees enroll in it, you have obviously then fewer employees paying into it, which makes it a challenge to keep up with those rising costs. Exactly. I do want to talk about a decision that I know has not been popular with um, many employees who have been using this benefit, and that's the massage benefit um, being decreased. Can you explain that change and, uh, again, the reasons behind it? Sure. The massage therapy benefit is not typically covered by most plans in general. Um, And instead of removing it completely, the, the decision was made to only utilize OHSU massage therapy providers and reduce the number of massages to six visits before a medical necessity letter is required. That's the change. Um, Of the 28,000 lives that are covered under our plan, less than 5% of this population uses the massage benefit. So while we understand that it's very popular and beneficial to those who use it, we have to take this into consideration along with the cost to the medical plan in general. Mm -hmm. Reducing this benefit has also allowed us to offer better coverage in other areas of our plan, including offering additional coverage to hearing aids and making mental health costs cheaper on all of our plans. So those are hopefully uh, enhancements that will actually benefit quite a few people. Yes. I would think that is somewhat how group health insurance works, right? You, When you are under a plan offered by an employer, you are paying into a group health plan that serves a very large number of people, as you said, about 28,000. And so sometimes those decisions need to be made to take away or reduce benefits that are beneficial to some to add benefits that are beneficial to more. Would that be fair to say? Exactly. Let's talk about uh, short-term disability plans because there are several changes associated with those. And there are new options to select a benefit that would provide 50% of income while disabled instead of the current 65% of income. So why is that being added and and when or under what circumstances would someone choose that option to get 50% instead of 65? We want our employees covered. We want to offer plans that meet the needs of a variety of different people. So currently, all of our short-term disability plans offer a 65% benefit coverage. So what we're doing this year is we're adding, we're keeping the 65 for the 29 and 89 day waiting periods, and we're adding a 50% option for both of those plans. So a 50% option for 29 day, a 50% option for 89 day waiting. Okay. And our hope is that employees will see this as an offering um, to get more people enrolled at a better price. 
these premiums for the 50% plan are substantially different than those of the 65% plan, which you'll see in our 2020 benefits guide. Okay, so lower, I'm assuming, lower Lower. cost. Sorry, I didn't say that. Lower, yes. Okay, great. And I would imagine for some people who are receiving short-term disability benefits, they're possibly receiving other sources of income at the same time, such as applying accruals, maybe a spouse's income. So going from a 65% income replacement to a 50% income replacement, is reasonable since they would be paying less per month. Absolutely, that could be one of the one of the reasons to choose this plan. Um, it it really is up to the employee to see to to think about how much they want to receive in a benefit versus how much they want coming out of their paycheck. Well, I know there are lots of other changes. Um, are there any others that you want to be sure and highlight? Yes, we have a couple of changes to each of our dental options. So for the Delta Dental Plan, preventive services no longer count towards the annual maximum of $1,500 per year. So the cost of cleanings and x-rays don't go towards this max, allowing more room for services that actually do. Oh, okay. So that's a plus. Yeah. Um, With Kaiser Dental, they are adding orthodontic coverage. Mm. So this is a 50% coverage and it's up to a lifetime max of $2,000. So previously, Kaiser didn't offer this. It's great that they now are. Yeah. Willamette Dental is adding an implant benefit. So this benefit has a maximum of $1,500, and you're only allowed one per year. But again, it's something that wasn't offered before. Yeah. Something for everyone on dental. Yes. Another change that is going into effect for 2020 is that CVS pharmacies are no longer in the network. But I do want to mention some pharmacies that are in the network just to make employees feel better that even though we are reducing um, coverage at CVS, Mm -hmm. um, Safeway Albertsons is still in network, Fred Meyer Kroger is still in network, Walmart, Costco, Rite Aid, and even Bimart all are still in the network. And I didn't even mention the OHSU pharmacies, which, which absolutely are in network. Okay. So employees do still have a lot of options for coverage to pick up their prescriptions. Great. And if they do need to possibly have prescriptions resent to a different pharmacy, they can be thinking about that now to be ready for that change in January. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So Andrea, remind us of the open enrollment dates and the deadline to enroll. So open enrollment this year is October 21st through November 8th. We ask that you log into our system by November 8th at 5 o'clock p.m. in order to ensure that your changes go through for the next year. Okay, and November 8th is a Friday? November 8th is a Friday. Okay. Well, I know there are uh, other changes and, and lots more information that we didn't get to. So once again, what is the O2 site where employees can get more information? So when you're on O2, you want to search open enrollment. And the first search option that pops up will give you our open enrollment page. Well, Andrea, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for having me, Lisa. Yeah, and best of luck to you and your team with open enrollment. Thank you. Thank you very much. OHSC Week is a production of Strategic Communications. This episode was produced and edited by Lisa Carter. I'm Patrick Holmes. And I'm Lisa Carter. See you next week.